For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Shema and the Unity of the Godhead. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you on the subject, the Shema and the Unity of the Godhead. And in doing so, we're going to be sharing with you from Jewish sources that their explanation or understanding of the Shema, which is Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, that the God of Israel is seen as being a compound unity. He is Yahweh, and Yahweh is a compound compound unity. And the attributes of one element or aspect of Yahweh in the Godhead that the other elements and aspects of Yahweh within the Godhead have the same attributes. And that the fulfillment of the Shema is associated with Deuteronomy in chapter 4 and verse 39, which says, no this day and take it to heart that Yahweh, he is Elohim. And so it is explained that the sum of all the Torah is the revelation and the understanding that Yahweh is Elohim. And it is the revelation and the understanding to all of Israel and to all the world regarding the Shema. And it culminates in the realization and the understanding of Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9 that says in that day the Lord will be king over all the earth and he will be one and his name one. Now the application to these things if we look at the context of Zechariah chapter 14 in verse 1 it talks about the day of the Lord. Verse 2 that Jerusalem will be divided. Verse 3 that once the nation divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem, it will result in the judgment of the nations. Then the Lord, there the text says Yahweh, will go forth and he will fight against the nations as he fought in the day of battle. And then his feet, that is the feet of Yahweh, will stand in that day upon the Mount of Olives. And it goes on to say in verse 9, and the Lord or Yahweh shall be king over all the earth. In that day shall there be one Lord and his 
name one. So this point in the revelation and the understanding to Israel and all the world that Yahweh is king and he is one and his name one is the sum of what the entire Torah is about and it is the meaning and it's the fulfillment of the Shema. And so all of the Torah is about the revealing of the unity of the name of the God of Israel, the unity of yod Hey vav Hey, And it is seen that from breaking the covenant in an exile, there is no realization of the unity of the name or the revelation and the understanding of the unity of the name. And so it's described that the yod Hey is separated from the vav Hey, But with the end of the exile, with the coming of the Messiah, with him setting up his kingdom, there is a unification of the name. The yod Hey is linked with the vav Hey, and there's the revelation of the oneness of the name and who is yod Hey vav Hey. So the application is that all of Israel and the world realize and understands that Yeshua is Yahweh. This is the sum essence of what the entire Torah is about. And he is the king of Israel and he's the king of all the earth. And every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is Yahweh to the glory of God the Father. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Yeshua is Yahweh to the glory of God the Father. So these are the major points that we're going to be covering in this teaching on the Shema and the unity of the Godhead. So let's first review from the Jewish sources these points, and then we will go over the material in its detail. First, from the Zohar, volume 2, page 43, Amsterdam edition, there's an explanation of the Shema, and in doing so, it is explained that the God of Israel, or Yahweh, is seen as a unity or a compound unity. The prescribed daily form of prayer, a confession of the unity in the Godhead, has for its object that you shall know and comprehend it. We have said in many places that this daily form of prayer is one of those passages concerning the unity which is taught in the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, we read that Jehovah or Yahweh, then Elohim, our God, and again Jehovah or Yahweh, which together make one unity. And in seeing the compound unity of Yahweh from the Shema, it is also explained that the attributes that are in one element of the compound unity of Yahweh, there are attributes in the other elements of the compound unity of Yahweh. From the book, Plurality in the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One by Rabbi Zavin Nasi, published in 1863, he makes reference to Rabbi Menachem Rekanati, and his words are these. The reason why it is said unto you, it was shown that you may know that the Lord or Yahweh is God or Elohim, Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 35, is the desire that you should not separate the inherent ones, the three persons united in the eternal. Although the attributes are spoken of in the plural, yet whatever attributes 
saints are in the one are also in the other. So not only Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 35, but also in verse 39, it is written, Know therefore this day and consider it in your heart that Yahweh, he is Elohim. Then from the Sanchino Zohar to Exodus section 2 page 161b, it is explained that the whole faith of the Torah or the whole sum of the Torah is knowing that Yahweh is Elohim. The only aim and object of the Holy One in sending man into this world is that he may know and understand that Yahweh is Elohim. This is the sum of the whole mystery of the faith of the whole Torah. This knowledge that Yahweh is one with Elohim is indeed the synthesis of the whole Torah. The Torah being the revelation of the mystery of the holy name or yod Hey vav Hey, which is the fulfillment of the Shema. In the Sanchino Zohar to Leviticus section 3 page 7b, it explains that while Israel is in exile, the God of Israel is not called or not understood and seen as being one. The fulfillment of the Shema as expressed in in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9. At the present day, the Holy One, blessed be He, is not called one. The inner reason is that the community of Israel is in exile and the Holy One, blessed be He, has ascended aloft and the union has been broken so that the Holy Name is not complete and is therefore not called one. However, in redemption, meaning the end of the exile, which is associated with the coming of the Messiah and the message era, the God of Israel, or the Holy One, is called one. At the present day, the Holy One, blessed be He, is not called one. But when will He be called one? When the Matrona will be again with the King, and they shall be united. When in the words of the prophet, the kingdom shall belong to Yahweh, the kingdom referring to the community of Israel, to whom kingship is attached. Then in that day shall the Lord Yahweh be one and his name one. Zechariah chapter 14 and verse 9. So the explanation that is being given here is that the fulfillment of the Shema is linked with Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 35 and verse 39 to know that Yahweh is Elohim and the fulfillment of this is Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9 that in that day the Lord will be one and his name one. That all of Torah is about understanding the unity of God and the revelation of that unity and the revelation of yod Hey vav Hey to Israel and to the world. So we look at Zechariah chapter 14 in verse 4 that the one who sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives who is Yahweh, Zechariah chapter 14 verses 3 and 4, who we understand to be Yeshua as explained in Acts chapter 1 verses 9 through 12, because after Yeshua was resurrected in Acts chapter 1 verses 9 through 12, when he ascended to be with his father from the Mount of Olives, the angel said that he will come back in like manner as you've seen him go. Well, he left from the Mount
Mount of Olives, he returns and sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives. So the one that sets his feet down on the Mount of Olives, it's said of him in Zechariah chapter 14, verse 9, that in that day the Lord will be one and his name one, and he will be king over all the earth. So therefore, all the Torah is about the revealing of the unity of God in the unity of the name. And the fulfillment of this is all of Israel in the world knowing that Yeshua is Yahweh. This is the sum or the synthesis of the entire Torah. So this is what this teaching is about, what it will be explaining in detail. So now let's look at those details as we continue our study together. We look at the Shema, which is Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9, which says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and ye shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart, and ye shall teach them diligently to your children. Ye shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. And ye shall bind them for a sign upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. And you shall write them upon the posts of your house and on your gates. So in the Sanchino Zohar to Deuteronomy or Devarim section 3 page 268a it explains when Rabbi Simeon came he said assuredly in the section of the Shema are hinted the Ten Commandments as already stated elsewhere in the words in these words shall be. There are also ten commandments here corresponding to the other ten and they are as follows. Number one, you shall teach them diligently to your children. Number two, and you shall speak of them. Number three, when you sit in your house. Number four, and when you go by the way. Number five, and when you lie down. Number six, and when you rise up. Number seven, and you shall bind them for a sign on your hand. Number eight, and they shall be for frontlets between your eyes. Number nine, and you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house. Number ten, and upon your gates. Therefore, this section is a fundamental portion of the Torah. Now, when Yeshua was asked of all the commandments in the Torah, what is the greatest commandment? Yeshua answered in Mark chapter 12, verse 29, the first or the greatest of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Quoting from Deuteronomy in chapter 6 and verse 4. Now, from the Zohar, volume 2, page 43, Amsterdam edition, it explains the following. The Prescribed daily form of prayer, a confession of the unity in the Godhead, has for its object that you shall know and comprehend it. We have said in many places that this daily form of prayer is one of those passages concerning the unity which is taught in the scriptures. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, we read first Jehovah or Yahweh, then Elohim or our God, and again Jehovah or Yahweh, which together make one unity. The explanation continues in the Zohar, but how can three names be one? Are they verily one because we call them one? How three can be one can only be known through the revelation of the Holy Spirit. In Matthew, in chapter 16, verse 13, it is written, when Yeshua came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Then in Matthew, chapter 16, verses 16, and 17, Simon Peter answered and said,
said, you are the Mashiach, the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Yeshua answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my father, which is in heaven. So it is the father that reveals that Yeshua is Messiah. But now we see in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, that it's the Holy Spirit that reveals that Yeshua is the Messiah. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Yeshua accursed. And no man can say that Yeshua is Lord or is Yahweh, but by the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit. From the book, Plurality in the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One, by Rabbi Zavi Nasi, published in 1863, it says, from Rabbi Baha'i and found it written on page four in the Amsterdam edition of the Zohar, the Spirit of God is the Spirit of the Messiah. From the book, Plurality in the Godhead, or How Can Three Be One by Rabbi Zavi Nasi, published in 1863, making a reference to Tikkun Zohar, page 109, Amsterdam edition. It is explained that the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of the Messiah. It is the Spirit of the Messiah as it is said, yea, it is the Holy Spirit who is the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge in the fear of the Lord from Isaiah chapter 11 in verse 2. In Matthew chapter 10 verse 20, we understand that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Father. For it is not you that speak, but the spirit of your Father which speaks in you. And then from Galatians chapter 4 verse 6, we see that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of the Son. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. And now we see from 1 Peter that the prophets had upon them the spirit of the Messiah. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 and verse 11. Of which salvation the prophets have inquired and searched diligently, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Messiah which was in them. In Romans chapter 8, verses 8 and 9 and verse 11, we see that the spirit of the Father is the spirit of the Messiah. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Messiah, he is none of his. But if the spirit of him that raised up Yeshua from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Messiah from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. From Exodus chapter 31, verses 2 and 3. See, I've called you by name Bezalel of the tribe of Judah, and I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of workmanship. Now in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17, that the God of our Lord, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Yeshua has the seven spirits of God. Revelation chapter 3 verse 1. And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, These things says he that has the seven spirits of God. Revelation chapter 4 verse 5. And out of the throne proceeds lightnings and thunders and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. From the Sanchino Zohar to Exodus, the Rea Mahemna, page 43b, it explains, Hero Israel, Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh is one. These three are one, but how can three names be one? 
only through the perception of faith in the vision of the Holy Spirit. Threefold divine manifestations designated by Yahweh Eloheinu, Yahweh. Three modes which yet form one unity. This is the daily unification, the secret of which has been revealed in the Holy Spirit. In the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on page 46, in explaining the Jewish view of the Shema, he explains, now this text stresses the oneness or achad of Yahweh. That is the Shema. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The question remains, however, what in light of the plural nature of the Godhead or the compound unity does achad really mean? In the book, Plurality in the Godhead or How Can Three Be One by Rabbi Zavi Nasi, published in 1863, he explains that the word Shema can mean to gather together or be united. And it is rendered this way in 1 Samuel. Rabbi Menachem of Rekanati in his commentary on the Pentateuch or the Torah, his words are these. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. This verse is the root of our faith. Therefore, Moses records it after the Ten Commandments. The reason that there is said Jehovah or Yahweh, our God in Jehovah or Yahweh, is because the word Shema does not here signify here, but to gather together, to unite, as in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 4, where the word appears and it is rendered, Saul gathered together, or Shema, the people. The meaning implied is the inherent ones, literally the implanted ones, are so united together that one in the other without end, they being the exalted God. From the book, The Middle Pillar by James Trim on pages 46 and 47, he goes on to explain how achad in Hebrew means a unity. And examples of this comes from Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become echad, one flesh, a unity. Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. And Yahweh said, Indeed, the people are echad, one, and they all have one language, a unity. So now, in John chapter 10, verses 30 through 33, Yeshua explains that he and his father are echad. They are a unity. I and my father are echad. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Yeshua answered them, Many good works have I shown you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone you not, but for blasphemy, and because that you, being a man, make yourself God. We can see from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3, that Yeshua is Yahweh. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Yeshua a curse, and that no man can say that Yeshua is Yahweh, but by the Ruach HaKodesh, or the Holy Spirit. And then also in Philippians in chapter 2, verse 11, and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua HaMashiach is Yahweh to the glory of God the Father. Now the reference here in Philippians chapter 2 verse 11 that Paul is explaining is connected to the Elenu prayer in the Jewish prayer book. And in the Elenu prayer, there's a quote or there's a reference to Isaiah 45 and verse 23. 
Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, the Shema and the unity of the Godhead. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.